Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We hear God because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
our life. Hear us, God. Alright, praise God, we're back And welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio My name is Chris Herzog and I'll be your host tonight And uh, Sean Holmberg is taking the night to spend with uh, family And so hopefully he'll be back tomorrow night And uh, just want to let you know, call in number 619-638-8458 You can go to the website at www. Uh, PrayerInternational.org if you want to check out some things we got going on there. And as always, we have the uh, chat room open. And you can uh, email us if you want to at prayerinternational at gmail.com. So just uh, taking some time, we're going to worship the Lord for a while tonight and just see what the Lord has for us. About 9.06 Central Time, and we're broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas tonight. Just going to spend some time worshiping, praising God, seeking His face. So, Father, right now we just ask, Lord God, for your blessing upon every person listening tonight. Father, that you would anoint our time tonight with you. Father, that you would speak to every person that has a need, that needs to hear your voice tonight, that you would speak to their hearts. Father, we pray that your presence and your glory, Father, would cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Father, you said that your glory would cover the earth, that your knowledge would cover the earth, and that, Father, that you are thrusting laborers into the harvest and the end times, Father to bring men and women to the knowledge of the glory of God. And so, Father, we just pray, Lord, lift the blinders and the scales off the eyes of those that don't know you. Father, build faith in the hearts of the people that need to believe your word. And, Father, we pray for healing in lives that are broken, for deliverance in lives that are bound that need freedom. And, Father, we thank you that you came to bring us life 
and to bring us that life more abundantly, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus, for your abundant life. We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you're doing. We just give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. I will draw you to me forever in righteousness, in justice and mercy. My bride 
Yeah. 
All right. Well, praise God. We're back. And it's another edition of Prayer International Radio. And as I mentioned before, Sean Holmberg is out tonight uh, taking some time with family. And I'll be your host uh, till about the 11 o'clock hour. My name is Chris Herzog. And if you need to call in, the call in number is 619-638-8458. And we have the chat rooms open. And we are getting into the Word of God tonight, you know. So I'm sitting here listening uh, to one of the songs we were playing. It was concerning, Can These Dry Bones Live? Now that phrase, that, that declaration, actually comes out of Ezekiel 37, where... The Lord appears to Ezekiel and begins to ask him some questions about a vision that he had concerning Israel, concerning the army of God, concerning the dry bones in the desert. And you know, as I think about that scripture, as I think about that song that we were worshiping to and thinking and listening and singing earlier, that can these dry bones live just begin to stir up in my spirit. You know, it's not often that I always, you know, just kind of jump on one of these songs and and kind of trail off on it, but tonight I just really want to get into that question. You know, maybe this is a dry time in your life and you're in a rut, you're stuck in the place where the refreshing of God, the, the newness and the freshness of God, the the filling and refreshing of the Spirit of God just doesn't seem to be there. And maybe at this point in your spiritual walk, you feel parched, you feel dry, you feel separated, disconnected, and kind of out there in the wilderness, out there in the desert, so to speak. Just like these bones that were laying around in the desert, this vision that Ezekiel had where he saw the armies of God just laying around like skeletons in the desert. And the Lord asked him a question. He said, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Can these dry bones live? And his response was, well, Lord, only you know. And just like God came to Ezekiel and asked him, can these dry bones live? I believe that the Lord is visiting his people in this season, visiting his people in this hour, asking them, hey, can these dry bones live? Can the dry and the dead and the desolate things in your life, can God turn it around and get glory out of it? The things that seem totally ruined or damaged or wasted in your life, can God raise up a blessing? Can God get glory out of it? Can God turn even the bad things around for the good. Even the things the enemy has tried to use against us, can God turn it around to get glory out of it? Can God turn your messes into messages? Can God take you through tests and cause you to have a testimony? Yes. He can. And God does not want you to sit in the wilderness and die in the desert. God did not take you out to a desert, into a wilderness to die. See, his word says, though you pass through the fire, 
you will not be burned. Though you walk through the waters, they will not overflow you. And you see, when we're in a situation, we need to realize that our God chooses to deliver us and walk us through. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Notice that the psalmist didn't say, though I was stuck and I died in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death. Though I was stuck in a rut and could not get myself out of the valley of the shadow. No, he didn't say that. The psalmist said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. See, he knew that he had a shepherd that was leading him in paths of righteousness for his namesake. That he was leading him beside the still waters. That that he had a shepherd that was leading him to the green pastures, the abundance, the fertile pastures, the places of abundance, the places of prosperity, the places of sustenance. That's our God. And so here is Ezekiel. Talking to the Father, talking to the Lord, and the Lord's visiting him with the vision of these dry bones. He just sees these skeletons in the desert. And the Lord asks him a question Can these bones live? You ever face an impossible situation in your life that is zapped? the life out of you. You walk through something that just seems to suck you dry. Well, here were the armies of Israel, the armies of God, just nothing but piles of bones in the desert. And God asks, in the minds of most people, now if we were to judge this by human standards or by the flesh or by a rational thinking. When you're looking at a skeleton and a pile of bones, multiple piles of bones, the rational answer to the question, can these bones live, is going to be, well, no. Come on, they're bones. It's piles of bones. But see, Ezekiel had a different understanding. Ezekiel viewed things from a different perspective. Ezekiel had a download from heaven called the spirit of wisdom and revelation, revealed knowledge, things that were revealed. And so he had an added edge. And when he looked at these in the desert, in this vision that the Lord gave him. And the Lord asked him the question, Son of man, can these bones live? His answer was, Oh, you know, Lord. Lord, you know. In fact, we're going to open up the 37th chapter of Ezekiel, get into the Old Testament tonight, and talk about that for a minute. I just want to read it, kind of seal it in our heart. So if you're just tuning in tonight, 
This is Prayer International Radio. It's about 9.40 Central Time. We're broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas. We're getting into the 37th chapter of Ezekiel, talking about the dry bones. Are you dry? Do you need refreshing? Do you need the Lord to pour water, living water, or spring up a well of living water? From the dry ground, just like his word promises, he said he would make rivers in the desert. He would spring up fountains out of the dry ground. You remember that song? I got a river of life flowing out of me. Yeah, I sing. Uh-oh, watch out. Make a joyful noise. That's what I do, really. I make joyful noises unto the Lord because if I sang to most people, they would cover their ears and run, but God just smiles and patiently accepts my my offering, my joyful noise. But we used to sing the song, I got a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It opens prison doors and sets the captives free. I got a river of life flowing out out of me. And then it says, spring up a well in my soul. Spring up a well and make me whole. Spring up a well and give to me that life abundantly. And maybe you never sang that song or never knew it existed or maybe it's so completely absurd. But regardless of what your standpoint is on it, God says out of your belly will flow rivers. Now these are Jesus' words, not just some song. I want you to think about what Jesus says. Out of your out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Now does that mean the bigger your belly, the bigger the rivers? No. We're talking about spirit. See your belly, your innermost being, your that innermost part of you. See the Greeks, the Romans used to view that that center, innermost part as being the, the belly, that's where the, the spirit was. That was just their viewpoint. So when they referred to the spirit or the innermost part, the, the part of you, you know, we talk about having a gut feeling. You ever use that term, I have a gut feeling, I, I know something in my gut? Down on the inside, where, where do we usually refer to that? Down in our belly. But it's not really our bellies, it's our spirit. It's our innermost thing down on the inside of us. And we begin to get these urges and these leadings and these drawings and these tuggings of the Holy Spirit as he begins to lead us in our spirits. And we call that a gut feeling. We call that out of our belly. But it's really our spirit. So Jesus says, out of our bellies, will flow rivers of living water. And he would bring fountains and and rivers out of the desert. Now here these bones, this vision that Ezekiel has, let's jump back to where we started, Ezekiel 37. Here Ezekiel is having this vision of the Lord. And God asked him the question, can these dry bones live? 
He's going to win. I mean, this is deadness. We're talking Lazarus. Lazarus and Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead was one thing. Because he'd only been dead three days. He still had some flesh on him. But we're talking bones. Did you ever take life science or biology or physiology and anatomy in school and you looked at that skeleton model that hung there or sat there or whatever whatever they did with it? And we're talking skeletons. Now, can you imagine somebody asking you, here God, of all people asking you, can these bones live? And you're just looking at but in your rational mind, this total death, total devastation, it's over with. But see, isn't that like the Lord? See, he says he'd give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. He'd raise up the wasted in the desolate cities in our lives, cause them to be inhabited. What is, what is that really saying? God's saying he can take something that's so messed up and so ruined and so... Jacked up or, or disgusting in the eyes of the world, and he could turn it around and make something beautiful out of it. That's our God. That's how our God is. That's what our God does. That's what he's able to do exceedingly abundantly all that we could ever ask or imagine. See, our minds don't even go there because we just can't fathom it. Even our religious minds can't go there in those places that Jesus gets because it's too much for us. See, a lot of times we think we need to pay for our sins or we need to feel super extra guilty for our sins or we need to go through these things and we all go through this. We all do this to each other and we all experience this on some kind of level. But see, Jesus says, he does exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask for things. That's why when the world says murder equals death, Jesus says no. He can take somebody like a Saul, somebody like a Paul, a, a murderer of Christians, and turn him into the gospel writer, turn him into the two-thirds of the New Testament, the two-thirds of the scripture that you base your religion called Christianity on came from a man who was a Christian killer that spent the majority of his life in jail, in prison. Yet it makes up two-thirds of the scripture, the text, the doctrine, the foundation that we call the Bible, the New Testament, written from a man who killed people that spent two-thirds of his life in jail. Now, in most of our religious minds today, if we were to pick somebody that spent two-thirds of their life in jail that was a murderer, they'd probably not be the novelist bestseller on the Christian bestseller list. I don't think we'd be putting a lot of those people on the Christian bestseller list. But yet God says, because of my blood, I deem you worthy. 
You are no longer called Saul. I change your name. I change your nature. All things are passed away. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. I call you a new creature in Christ. See, God takes even the skeletons in the desert. He can take even the skeletons in your closet. And he can use them for your glory. Use them for his glory. Use them for your benefit. And use them for his kingdom purposes. That's right. God can take even the skeletons in your closet. The skeletons in your desert. The skeletons in the place of your life where things have been so dry and so dusty and so messed up. He can turn it around and get glory out of it. And that's hard for us to understand sometimes. That's hard for our religious thinking to fathom. See, we want to be like the. Remember, there was a prodigal son, and I'll get back to Ezekiel 37. I've got another hour to do this, remember, so we'll get there. But remember, there was a prodigal son, and the father let him go and squander his substance and spend it on whores and spend it on riotous living. And he squandered all the blessings of the father until he had nothing. And he was living with the pigs, eating pig food, thinking about the fact that even the father's servants were having a better life than he was during the season of his own life. And so here the prodigal son was thinking about how horrible things were and how he wanted to return home. And he came to a place where he eventually came to himself and he just had a revelation that the the love of the Father and the goodness of the Father and being in the Father's house. And when Jesus was telling this story about the prodigal son, he was relating it to man's relationship with their heavenly Father and how God has the unending ability to forgive us and receive us back. into the things of God and receive us back into the family of God. And so here they were, and during the whole time there was another character, another brother that was mentioned. And this brother was the one who stayed in the father's house, took care of the father's and took care of the father's fields and from what we understand and what most people recognize is this son was for the most part honorable and did right in his father's eyes and did what was required of him but the whole time here he was doing what was required of him and what was expected of him as a son but he was complaining and murmuring and pointing faults and pointing fingers at the what we call the prodigal son, the other brother. And it's funny because a lot of times when we look at these scriptures and we read about the prodigal son, we kind of put all the attention on the son that was prodigal. And we put all the attention on the fact that the father received this 
prodigal son back and loved him and gave him a, a ring and restored his authority in his name and he put a robe over his nakedness and he clothed his nakedness and he restored him back into the things of God and then he went a step further, he put shoes and sandals sandals rather, but in our day it would be shoes on his feet which could symbolize him protecting his walk and keep him from stumbling and walking in the wrong paths in his future. Well, we could make all these deductions about what that symbolizes. But in the midst of all of it, we forget the fact that there was this good son, well, we'll call him the good son. And here the good son was speaking against the other brother. And the father finally says to him, look, all this time, you had access to my kingdom. All the time, you had access to everything that was mine. All you had to do is ask. All you had to do is partake of it. You could have done anything you wanted to with it, but you did what you chose. But yet, see, because the father chose to receive this wayward, rebellious son back into his household, the other brother was angry. The other brother was mad. He felt like he was disrespected. He felt like he was cheated out of something. But the fact is, there was nothing that was his to begin with. It was all the father. It was all the father's to begin with, to do with whatever he pleased, to give it to whichever son, however he chose, to give it to whoever he wanted to, and to do whatever he wanted to with it. And so here the father was, telling the, we'll call him the good son, how it broke his heart to see the good son react that way towards the prodigal that had returned home. But see, we need to learn and take lessons from the father, take lessons from the prodigal, take lessons from the good son, and realize that, see, God says his nature, his character, when a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, that man will leave the 99 in a safe place and he'll go after the one that wanders away because he cares about that one individually. And that's how the Father is towards us. That's how the Father is towards those that haven't even met him yet. But yet, he says, those are mine. That's how the Father is towards those that have met him and maybe they've done what we call backsliding or falling from grace or run and rebelled against the Lord. Listen, the Father is constantly trying to draw us back towards him, draw us back towards his heart. He does not desire division. God is not pleased with divorce. God is not pleased when, when his people play the harlot and divorce him for the world, so to speak, and, and Reject him for the things of the world or the system of the world. That that to him is the same as divorce. And that does not please God. But God, rather, is constantly trying to repair the breach, repair the gap, repair what's keeping men from God and God from men, repair and, and reconcile, even through his own blood, even the sin and the 
the weights that easily beset us, God is constantly trying to get us on the right track and constantly trying to pull us towards His will and His desire. So we need to begin to take lessons and realize that God doesn't necessarily want us to be the prodigal and run and squander our substance and take advantage of his blessings. But on the same note, he doesn't want us to be the quote-unquote good son or good daughter or however you want to see it and not have compassion and mercy for those that are fallen. See, the Bible says you who are spiritual, remember? You who are spiritual, if you're really spiritual, guess what you're going to do? You're going to restore one that's fallen in a spirit of meekness. Huh? What? That doesn't even sound religious, does it? If you're spiritual... Bible says you're going to restore one that has fallen with the spirit of meekness. That means you're going to help your brother, help your sister get back on track. You're not going to slap them. You're not going to judge them. You're not going to kick them. You're not going to condemn them. You're going to love them back into the kingdom. You're going to help them get on track. You're going to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You're going to do unto others like Christ has done unto you. Freely receive, freely give, Jesus said. See, as religious people, as Christians, as whatever you want to call them, we'd be so good at judging our brothers, condemning others, pointing fingers, condemning. But God says, hey, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world because the world's condemned already if they don't know me. And just realize, yes, they're condemned already if they don't know Christ. Don't you think they know that, most of them? When you were doing wrong and you were sinning against God and you were sinning against people, didn't you know when you were doing wrong against people? Or was it just all of a sudden a revelation that you were doing wrong to people? I mean, even in our society, we have natural law and order. We have things, we we say, do not murder, do not steal. Okay, well, that didn't come from America and Australia and England and all these, Europe. And they didn't just all of a sudden write this bylaw and law and, and say, okay, everybody don't steal. Everybody don't murder. No. They adopted those things from the Word of God. They extracted those things from the laws of God. They built our our country, America, was founded on the Word of God for religious freedoms in Europe and Australia and these other places they have an understanding even their parliaments and their governments and their places of authority and legislature they understand that these laws these moral codes didn't come from man they came from God but even in our finite Thinking, even if we tried to be secularists or humanists or tried to take God completely out of the picture and look at it from a moral perspective, just view it from morality alone. Okay, not from a spiritual perspective. 
even from a moral perspective, where other religions and other governments and other societies have adopted morality rather than Christianity, rather than Christ, even they still abide by those same principles. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Even other biblical principles, they've become natural order of things. They've become natural laws. They've become country laws. They've become, even in Muslim countries, where people don't even believe in Christ or Christianity, they abide by some of those same principles. What this tells me is truth is truth no matter which way you turn it. And see, God is the one that set the standards. And he said, this is truth. And everything will bow to this. Everything will be bent by this. Everything will be calibrated by this. See, when God sets the standards, that means everything else bases its understanding and bases its structure and its foundation on that standard. And even if you try to reduce or, or remove Christianity or religion or organize what we call Judeo-Christianity out of it, God's principles still thread throughout societies, even non-Christian societies. Because, see, the reason being, the Bible says the word of the Lord stands forever. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And that's why God's word, that's why God's principles are even respected by those that don't even respect God himself or those that don't respect Christianity per se. Even people that do not have integrity respect people that have integrity. Think about it. People that lack integrity, people that lack moral fiber, moral character, still have a respect and an appreciation for people that have integrity and moral fiber and moral character. Why is that? Because God's standards of excellence, God's standards, God's ways remain. And there's nothing new under the sun. See, all things were created by him, for him. All things were created for his good pleasure. So God's good. You know, we'll shift gears. We're going to go into a, a break. We're hitting the 10 o'clock, a few minutes past the 10 o'clock hour. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host. It will be 11 o'clock hour. And uh, Sean Holberg's taking the night off. He'll be back tomorrow. And uh, if not, I will be. And so right now we're going to shift gears, go into a little bit of worship, take some time to praise God. And then we will get into Ezekiel 37 and see where the Lord takes us from there. So God bless you. Hey, the chat room looks like it's filling up. We just want to speak blessings over Dorothy Lee and Linda and longing to see Jesus. we got Rose Marie in there and Different various guests that have popped in and out. Hey, we just want to bless you tonight. And thank you for praying for us and participating. If you need to call in, the call in number is 619 638 
Prayer International Radio. And the website is www.prayerinternational.org. And, of course, we always uh, let you know you can email us, give us questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, whatever you got, bring it. Prayerinternational at gmail.com. And uh, we are speaking to the nations. That's what we're doing. Speaking to the nations. You know what time it is. It's speak to nations time. Hallelujah.
God, we're back. This is Prayer International Radio, and we are just waiting upon the Lord. Yeah, we have a promise from our God, people. They that wait upon the Lord. Listen to what Isaiah 40, verse 31 says. I want want you to hear this. Good stuff. I seem a little out of it tonight because the Holy Spirit's so full. We uh, love to just drink. Tonight, just drink in the Spirit of God, drink in the Spirit of the Lord. Let the Lord just fill you and just put a crazy love inside of you. You know, when the Holy Spirit poured out on this man in the book of Acts, they said, Hey, it's the third hour of the day, it's nine o'clock in the morning. These men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that which the prophet Joel prophesied of in the last days. God will pour out his spirit and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will have dreams and your old men will have visions. This is the stuff. This is what's happening. This is what God is doing. Did you know we were talking about they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall fly. They shall fly. Are you ready to fly tonight? Are you ready to fly with the most high? Are you ready to soar like the eagles? The only way you're going to do that is to just spread your sails, lift up your hands. Let the current of the Spirit of God take you. See, he's got a way to elevate you higher, higher above your circumstances, above your situations. He can lift you higher. Why? Because his ways are not your ways, and his thoughts are not your thoughts, and his everything about him is so much higher than you. That's why they call him the Most High. It just speaks for itself right there. He's the Most High, and you're never going to be any higher. He's always going to be higher than you, and you're always going to be lower than him. So submit yourself. Bow down before the King of Kings and confess him as Lord, confess him as Savior, confess him as your source, confess him as your healer, confess him as your everything you got, because apart from him you can do nothing. Through him you can do all things because he will strengthen you. Isaiah forty verse thirty one says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk. And not faint, are you weary? Do you feel like, look, if you don't faint, you'll get a reap. You're going to reap a harvest in due season if you faint not. Are you weary? Don't be weary in well-doing. Wait on the Lord. Let him refresh you. Let him renew you. Where does refreshing come? Refreshing comes in the presence of the Lord. Refreshing comes from the presence of the Most High God. Refreshing. Fresh, freshy, fresh. You know that song so fresh and so clean, clean? Maybe you don't because it's a secular song. But hey, if you want to be fresh and clean, 
Get under the fountain of living water. If you want to be fresh and clean, allow and apply and confess the blood of Jesus Christ over your life. Because, see, that's what cleanses us from all sin. That's what makes us fresh and alive. See, Jesus came to give us life and give us life abundantly. Huh? what he says. He's not a liar. You know why he's not a liar? Because he's not a person. He's not human. The only human out there, according to God, is a liar. But God is truth. See, truth is a person. His name is Jesus. (laughs) Praise God. Hey, we're just getting started tonight. We're just glorifying the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords tonight. We're going to do one more because it just, it just feels so right to just praise God on a Saturday night. You know, there's nothing like it.
All right, well, praise God, we're back. Just had to take some time, you know. There's nothing like it. Just worshiping at his feet, sitting at his feet, praising him, singing songs, worshiping him, pouring our hearts out before him. Whatever you've got to do to express yourself in his living presence, in his holy presence, that's what it's all about. And that's what we want to be about. And that's what we want you to be about. So that's what we're here for. So, you know, we're talking about Ezekiel 37, even though we haven't got there yet. And so here we go. We're going to get there. Shifting gears, Ezekiel 37, Old Testament. This is the valley, the vision of the dry bones. So chapter 37, verse 1 says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. Now listen, when God's hand gets on you, Something will happen When God begins to carry you When God begins to lead you When you begin to surrender your life to God You allow his hand to come upon you He will carry you in the spirit of the Lord See there is such a thing It's not some mystical Magical thing Some eerie weird thing That some cultish sect Type people Or Christians are into No If you're of God Those that are God, those that are children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Jesus said, apart from the Spirit, you're none of His. Unless you be born again by the Spirit. So that's what we're talking about. So, He carried me out in the Spirit and He set me down in the midst of a valley which was full of bones. And He caused me to pass by them round about and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. See, there's a lot of people in the body of Christ that are in the valley of decision. They're in the valley right now. They're wavering between two opinions. They're wavering between, thus saith the Lord, and thus saith himself. And that place can be a dry place. That's why God says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let that man think not that he would receive anything from the Lord. And I wrestle with this in my own life. We all wrestle with this. We have to hear the word of the Lord daily. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. And so, here, Ezekiel was having this vision. It says, these bones were very dry. And he said unto me, the Lord said unto Ezekiel, Son of man, can these bones live? And he answered, Lord, only you know us. We talked about this earlier, but we're going we're gonna to get into it. We're just solidifying it. This is Scripture 37, verse 4. And again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You see, these dry bones would have remained dry if the man of God hadn't prophesied the word of the Lord over them. See, there's something that happens when the word of God is prophesied and declared into and over a people or over a province or over a situation or a circumstance or over a city or a state or over a country or a nation. When the word of the Lord comes forth, when the word of the Lord is spoken, it does something. That's why God had to speak to the prophet who had authority in that region 
And see, there's men and women of God who have authority in cities, authority in churches, authorities in neighborhoods, authority in businesses. And they need to begin to speak to those regions that are dry. And tonight, God has commissioned me to speak to you via radio, via internet, via website, telephone, whatever you're listening by. And he's commissioned me and declared unto me to declare unto you that these dry bones will live and maybe you are dry and maybe you're very dry. But the Lord wants you to know that there is a move of the Spirit of God coming in your life and if you will yield to the wind of the Spirit, if you'll yield to the move of the Spirit of God that's coming into your family, coming into your household, coming into your place of work, coming into your church, coming into your life, even tonight. If you'll lift up your heart, lift up your hands, lift up your voice unto the Lord and begin to yield and begin to open up just like this man of God began to prophesy under these bones, and he said, Oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I'm prophesying to you tonight, dry bones, dry Christians, spiritually dry men and women of God. I say to you, hear the word of the Lord and live and be refreshed and be filled, because the Lord declares that out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. There's a river of life flowing out of you. It's called the Holy Spirit of the living God. And if you will repent of your sin and you will turn to the living God and you will begin to call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, then God will deliver you from the hand of the enemy, deliver you from the snare of the fowler, deliver you from this dry and dusty, deserted place. Because he promises he will bring rivers in the desert and he'll rain and flood upon the dry ground. And if you're dry tonight, there's a flood of the river of the Spirit of God coming for you. So I prophesy to you, hear the word of the Lord. That the Lord would cause breath to enter into you and you would live. And the Lord would lay sinews upon you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And you shall live and you shall know that he is the Lord your God. Now listen, things in your life have become dead. Things in your life have become desolate. Things in your life have become deserted. And sometimes when you're looking at the pile of bones, it looks hopeless. But God says he's going to cause breath to enter into that hopeless situation. He's going to cause the sinews and the flesh to come over. And where things in your life have looked hopeless, he's going to begin to cause hope to be birthed again. You're going to begin to see some things on the surface. Just like when the prophet began to see the sinews in the flesh covering over the bones. God is going to begin to take those dry and dusty situations. You're going to begin to see him turn them around by the Spirit of God. And you're going to begin to see something coming over the bone. You're going to, what looked dry and dusty and dead and desolate is going to begin to look life full. It's going to begin to look life-giving. It's going to begin to look hopeful again. It's going to begin to look like something's happening. Maybe you feel like you've been sitting on the sidelines. Maybe you're a minister that's been out of ministry. You've been backslidden. You've sinned against the Lord, and you never 
knew that God could forgive you or restore you or turn you around or put you back in a place of authority or honor, listen, repent, and turn your heart, rend your heart, and not just your garments. Rend your heart unto the Lord. This isn't some show. Rend your life unto the Lord. Allow him to begin to breathe and cover over the dry and dusty, deserted, messed up places in your life. Whoever you are, let the Lord come back in and take the dry bones and cause life to come back in. See, you live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. That's why the prophet had to say, hear ye the word of the Lord, these dry bones shall live. And I'm telling you, no matter what report you've received, no matter what man has told you, a doctor has told you, the the creditor has told you, your landlord has told you, no matter what is going on, I'm declaring to you that the Lord says the dry bones are going to live. And just like Lazarus, when Mary and Martha said, Lord, if you just got here sooner, our brother wouldn't have died. God is not slack concerning his promises. He's right on time. And even if he's got to breathe on the dry bones in the desert and cause them to live, he will still fulfill his promises. He will fulfill his plans and purposes in your life. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking the bones came together, bone to his bone. Now listen, when we prophesy and we begin to declare the word of the Lord, it will raise a shaking and a noise in heaven. It will bring a noise into the earth from the heavens. Listen, people, when you begin to cry out to the Lord your God and begin to declare, thus saith the Lord, there's going to be a noise. And not only a noise, but there's going to be a shaking. Because God says when his word comes forth, everything that would be shaken would be shaken. And only that which cannot be shaken should remain. And that's what happens when the word of the Lord comes. It begins to shake. It begins to take like a sword and begin to cut and divide and pierce and devour and destroy that which is flesh. And that which is spirit shall remain. And that which is of the word of the Lord shall remain. Whatever God has declared in your life, listen, it doesn't matter what devil in hell is against you. It doesn't matter what person is against you. It doesn't matter what person is speaking things against you or what is happening in the natural. Because if God has told you to be somewhere, if God has told you to be with somebody, if God has told you to do something, then he's going to bring it to pass. He's going to bring it. He's going to bring it. Say, bring it, Lord. Bring it, Lord. Because God's going to bring everything he said he was going to bring. He is not slack concerning his promises. He will hasten his word to perform it. Every word that proceeds out of his mouth will go forth and accomplish everything that it was purposed to do. Amen. <laughs> Yeah. So this is Prayer International Radio. I have no idea where we're going from here. Didn't even know we were going here. But hey, the wind blows where it will. So is everyone that's led by the Spirit of God. You don't know where they're coming from and you don't know where they're going. Listen, we're praying for you. We're believing God for you. 
trust in the Father to fulfill his plan and purpose over your life. Will you trust him tonight? Will you trust Will you just trust God a little bit? Can you just give him a little bit of trust? I mean, you trusted everybody else that's failed you and let you down and messed it up. And Can you trust the one that's incapable of failing? Can you turn it over to the one that's incapable of messing it up? Hey, you know, I've turned things over in my life to so many people in my lifetime that have messed it up. You'd think, uh, after 38 years of living, in my life anyways, wherever you're at in the season of your life, turn it over to God. It's going to go better than it did when you didn't turn it over to him. How do you think you're going to get through his world without trusting him? How? Go to a foreign country without a map. Go to Disney World without a map. <laughs> and just try to get anywhere without a map. And, and try to get to your destination on time. Exactly like you want to. Hey, how are you going to fulfill your assignments and your purposes and your destinies and in your lifetime if you're not hooked up with the one that, that can lead you and guide you? He's the one that leads you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That's right. All right, so praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. We are taking a praise break. We got to you. We got you. I just feel it. I feel it. Praise break. I can only imagine 
Well, praise God, we're back. And this is Prayer International Radio. It looks like we've got a few people uh, that just weren't real happy with the word that came forth tonight, but we just want to bless them anyways. Hey, we want to thank you guys, Linda and uh, Rosemary, a few guests uh, that were in the chat room tonight. And uh, obviously we had a few in there that did not like the word of the Lord, but you know, hey, we just pray for them and we just lift them up and just trust that God's going to Peel back the blinders off their eyes, reveal truth to their hearts. You know, uh, when I wasn't serving the Lord and Christianity made me angry, I'm sure I did a lot of things uh, in my own right that I thought were, you know, funny or amusing or whatever it was. Um, But, you know, God had mercy and God had grace and eventually had his way and, and brought me into the kingdom, you know. So we just pray for those that lack understanding. We pray for those that are ignorant in darkness and, and that are blinded. Um, some people, the devil just really has duped. 
you know, the bottom line. They're they're the enemies. They're they're under his uh, spell, so to speak. And we just pray that those chains are broken. We pray that their eyes are opened and that they see the risen Lord. So, Father, we just pray for those tonight, Lord, that really need a touch from you. Father, we thank you for those uh, that are in the chat room tonight and those that are listening tonight all around the globe. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're ministering the hearts of your people. And, Father, you're touching and changing lives. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that no matter what the enemy does, Lord, you can turn it around and make it for good, Lord. So we just give you all the praise. No weapon formed against us is going to prosper, stand. We pray that every, every person listening tonight, that no weapon formed or fashioned against them will stand. That every word that's risen against them or, or mocking them or declaring against the blessing of the Lord, we declare, Father God, the blessing of the Lord make it rich. And as no sorrow to it, Father, and you are overtaking your people with blessings, with promises. The promises of God are yes and amen in you, Father, and you are not slack concerning those promises. So, Father, you fulfill them to the utmost, above and beyond what we could ever ask or imagine, Lord, and we thank you for that. Father, tonight we declare your will being done and your kingdom coming. Father, we pray and lift up Australia. We pray and lift up the other nations that are listening tonight. We pray and lift up America, the North American continent, Canada. Father, we thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in Israel and Jerusalem. We pray your will be done and your kingdom come. We pray peace over these countries, prosperity over these countries, protection over these countries, righteousness over these countries. Father, that your kingdom would invade the earth and you would have your way. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Father. Give you all the praise, all the glory, all the glory, all the glory, all the glory, all the honor. Thank you, Jesus.
Alright, well, praise God. We just want to thank everybody tonight for tuning in with us and lifting your hearts, lifting your hands, just lifting your expression of worship and prayer unto the Father and taking some time to study His work. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we just speak blessing over everyone tonight. We just thank you for your precious blood. Just touch everyone in a real and muddy way. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you and good night. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.